This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Matt Bolin and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Listen, this is uh, one of the other things I, we, we like to do is this, is that at Faith Christian Family Church, I, I always thought, hey, that, 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 that's a really cool name. Whoever came with that name, that, that's pretty good. You know, it talks about faith, Christian, family, church. You know, I, I used to think that till about two or three years ago, I was sitting here in prayer, and I remember I was in here, I was walking back and forth, and I was just thanking the Lord, and I kept praying out, Lord, I thank you that we are men of faith, I thank you that we have women of faith, I thank you that we are family, we are Christian, and we are just not a family, but we are a church full of family. And I kept saying those things, and I realized who came up with the name Faith Christian Family Church. It was God, and he ordained this, because we are not just people that come to church. We are men and women of faith. We are family, and we love each other, and we are a church that is going to change this world. And it starts with the Word of God. It's about reading and understanding what God has for us. So his pastor has talked to us so much about the Holy Spirit and the incredible life that he brings in our world. Man, what an incredible series he's done. He's done, I, I love this, two series this entire year on Wednesday nights. Two series. For those of you that have been here for all of them, you went through the entire faith series. You're ready to move mountains. Now you're getting the Holy Spirit, which means you're able to pick the mountain up and throw the mountain because you got so much power going. And I think about how God created us. And lately I've been helping my son. He's had some uh, different tests coming up and different things like that. And we were working on some vocabulary words the other day. And some of the words that we were going through were, I mean, inertia and things like this. And I'm like, as a fourth grader, I had to look at the definition to make sure I knew what the word was. So I'm impressed that they're studying these things. I always think back to that uh, TV show, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? I wasn't sure if I was smarter than a fourth grader. So, it, it, But as we're going through some of these words and I'm, I'm giving him the definition, tonight in worship, God said, I want my children to frolic. And it was funny because that was one of the words my son had to learn. And frolic means to be merry and playful. When you frolic, I think of, you know, like uh, the sound of music or when, you know, when that lady's running through the field and she's singing and doing all these things. That's what I think of when I frolic. Well, you think about that situation right there, what was going on at that moment. She was not worried about anything else. She was just enjoying what God had ultimately created. That's what it comes back down to. When you have the Holy Spirit and you're living life, you're not worried day to day about your paychecks because you know I've got a God who's going to take care of me. The Bible said... And that's what I continue to do all the time. Well, the Bible says this. The Bible said that I shall not be in want because all my needs will be taken care of. I shall not lack. That I'm the head and not the tail. That I'm above and not beneath. I thank you that I apply this word of God in everything that I do. And it's a choice that we make. And so tonight I want to talk to you a little bit about what it means to live this life through the Holy Spirit. And so if you have your Bibles, I'm going to have you turn to two scriptures so that we can kind of be ready for the next one. First one's going to be found in John chapter 6, John chapter 6, and the second one's going to be Luke 15. John 6 and Luke 15 is where we're going to go. So if you've got the little uh, string thing that hangs down there, go ahead and put your string at uh, Luke 15, but we're going to start in John 6. And while you're turning there, I want to pray. So let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to honor you. And I pray, Father, that you would help me to speak your message with simplicity and clarity, Father. Lord, that you would give me thoughts and ideas, things that I plan on not saying, so the lives would be affected and changed forever. 
Lord, we thank you and love you for what you're doing in this place. I pray that you would help, help us just to continue to live this life to honor you and all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. John 6.63, this is out of the Amplified Version, and it should be right up there if you're following along. If you don't have that, you may have a different, it may say a little bit different on yours, but it says this. It said, it is the Spirit. Catch that point. It is the Spirit. There's no question. It is the Spirit who gives life. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh conveys no benefit It is of no account. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and life, providing eternal life. John 6.63 tells us that in order to live this life to the fullest, as the Bible says in John 10.10, that the thief came to kill, steal, and destroy, but yet I have come to give you life and life to the fullest, it can only be found through the Spirit of God. 1 John says, to know God is to know love, to know love is to know God. So in other words, if you don't know God, you don't know what love is. We don't understand love. We really don't. We think of love as a feeling, but I believe love is so much more than a feeling. It's the same thing with life. Life is just not this thing that we do. Life is who we become. What we do enhances what we've become. Now, I want you to understand that because the Scripture so specific says the Spirit gives life. As you think about this, and I was, as I was preparing and going through this, have you ever thought about this? That, you know, if you ever go on a roller coaster, you, people walk off and they're like all excited. Why? Because there's something inside of them that lit up. It's that thing that when you walk into something that you recognize, this reminds me of something and you light up. Maybe that's the opportunity to go on a vacation. Maybe that was to go to a football game. Maybe whatever that is. You, you get that feeling on the inside. Understand this. We all have a spirit that is inside of us. We have a spirit or a soul that leads us and guides us. Now, that spirit or soul, that's why you can walk into a room and you can see somebody, meet them for the first time, and you just say, I don't know why, but I feel like we have a connection. Well, that connection comes because your spirit connected with their spirit. There's something that is tying you together. Well, it's the same thing here. I can't tell you how many times my wife and I'll be walking through a place. We'll meet somebody for the first time, and we'll turn around and walk away, and we can look and say, they know God, or they love God. You just know. You just know because it's all of a sudden a connection. Your spirit, their spirit, it connects. I am going to tell you the truth. There is so much more going on in this world than we possibly know. And what I mean by that, there are literally two different worlds happening. There is the natural world that we see and experience every single day, and then there is the spiritual world. The spiritual world is happening around us every moment of every day. It is amazing to see what God created and how he created this. And I love the opportunity to be able to see just a little bit of what God is doing. But I tell you this, God is doing incredible things, and God is leading us and guiding us and setting things before that we can even imagine. This week, my wife went through one of the most stressful things that she'd ever had to go through. It's been happening for a couple of weeks. She's been preparing for this moment. And she said, this could possibly change our lives forever. Good or bad, this will change our lives forever. And the whole time, I'm just sitting there going, I know, but I know this, it's, it's gonna work out. And she's like, well, how do you know? And I said, because I know God doesn't put something on your heart unless he's gone before you to set it in motion in the future so that this moment can impact that moment. 
but it starts here. So you're sitting here saying here on a Wednesday night, is it that important that I sit here and listen to the message? Absolutely, because this moment is impacting a moment in your future. This is getting you set up for a moment where maybe you're either down or you're super up and you're able to help somebody around you that is struggling with, is life really that important? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because every person you come in contact with, you have an opportunity to bless, to lead, to guide, and to simply change their life. I will tell you, I cannot tell you how many times a simple smile will change a person's life forever. I can't tell you how many people I've heard come through those doors that our greeters simply said, hey, we're glad you're here. They were having the worst day of their lives. They walked in and somebody was glad they were here. This guy doesn't even know who I am and he said he's glad I'm here. They walk in, all of a sudden they're impacted. Now worship, the message, God's gotten a hold of their heart and they're forever changed. It started with a handshake and a smile. Listen, life is so much more than what we think because we get life from two different areas. We get life from God or we get life from man. There's two separate areas on this. When we understand this, God changes everything. John 16, 13 says this out of the Amplified. It says, but when he said the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. That's why when we try to go after and chase things, how many people are not real proud of their past? I know I'm not. Do you know what a lot of the reasons I did those things is because I thought those would bring fulfillment into my life. I realized real quick, none of those answered anything. But yet when I got it around God, he changed my whole life forever. I started living and worshiping God and changing. He brought truth. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, full and complete truth. For he will not speak of his own initiative, but he will speak of whatever he hears from the Father, the message regarding the Son, and he will disclose to you what is to come in the future. Now, let me ask you this question. That was John 16, 13, if you need that. He is the spirit of truth. How many times have you like been so excited about this one thing. Let me ask you the question. I, I, I'm, I'm in this group. How many of you are excited about Star Wars coming out? I know I am. I'm excited about, I know guys that waited five hours in line to go get tickets. I'm like, have fun. I'm going to go like three weeks after it's out there and hope I can go in. If not, I'll get it on DVD and it'll be all right. I'll get it taken care of sometime in there. But you know what? I'm excited about those things. I know a lot of guys that are excited about that. But you know what? That's two and a half hours. You know what happens after two and a half hours? It's over. You know what you're waiting for next? The next one to come out another two or three years later. But you know what happens? That's what life does. I can remember when I was so excited to get the new iPhone. Guess what? They just came out with another new iPhone. And you know what? They're going to come out with another new iPhone after that. I got this new computer. And guess what? Weeks later, bam, they got another new one. That's what happens when you seek after man's life. You, you seek after this, you get fulfillment for a moment and you realize, I gotta go get that now. So you throw this out and you go get that one. How does life happen? Listen, there, there are all these cell phone companies. What are they offering now? Hey, we're gonna put you on this next plan or something like that, that, that you get the next best thing when it comes out the day it comes out. Why? So that you can have some fulfillment in your life for six months till the next one comes out. Understand this, all that stuff goes by the wayside. I know people, and I'd be okay with it if I went back to a flip phone. I thought it was pretty cool when I had a flip phone, you know? Maybe not today, but back then I did. So this is what it comes back down to is that the Holy Spirit teaches us what true life is all about. Catch that right there. Because a lot of times we get caught up looking at the other stuff. 
I can't tell you how many young girls look at TV and they see these ideas of what this man is supposed to be, that he's supposed to be this person. You know, they get this idea of he's going to be a prince and he's going to do this. And I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't met any princes. I haven't met any princes. I wish I could say that I was the first one that I've met, but I'm not. I mess up and I screw up quite a bit. I've never met a Disney prince that is real. But you know what? It paints this picture and all of a sudden becomes a fantasy. Or we keep painting our picture about, well, I look at TV and I see these people living together. I guess it's okay. Now all of a sudden it's redefined everything. So many people in here grew up and it wasn't even like that because life is so much different today. Because now we're looking for the next best thing. I can tell you where the next best thing is found. It's right here. But you know what we try to do sometimes? Try to make this a fast food place when it's like a crock pot. The Bible says, be still and know that I am the Lord. Yeah, but I got, no, be still and know that I am the Lord. Yeah, but I don't know how, my ways are higher and greater than yours. Be still and know that I am the Lord. You may have to hear that a few times, a few million times to slow down. You ask someone to sit down and watch a two and a half hour movie, they're in. You ask someone to come in here and pray for 30 minutes, they're out. And I'm not trying to condemn anybody because I have to fight the same problems. This is what I want to talk about tonight. A lot of times in life, this is what we look like. God created this. I hope everybody can see this. I'm going to try to write big. This is the way that God is, okay? This is God. Everybody see that? Okay, everybody got it? Hey, got a lot of head shakes back there in the back, so I hope they got this. All right, this is man. Everybody see? This is how God created things to work. Okay? Communication was the flow back and forth between man and God. When God created man, God created man in the garden, right? He had all these other things. And what did the Bible say? It said all these things man shall have dominion over, right? Over the animals, the birds, the fish, all the stuff shall be here. You know what also is included in that that Adam quickly forgot? is the serpent. He was also here. He thought he was here, but in reality he was here. So as long as man stays focused on God, This is the way communication stays. Do you know what happens here? Man gets his advice about this word called L-I-F-E. This is how he learns to live life. It's from God. And so when we understand this, this is the way that God created it. Very simple. I hope you like my illustration. I hope it makes sense. That is how God created things. So when the Bible talks about in John 16 that the Spirit gives life, God's Spirit gives life to man. Okay? So now we understand this. Very simple. When we are in communion with God, how many times have you felt like, man, I just feel like I I, I know what God's doing. I, I just feel like God is just walking with me, literally walking right here. And yet other times I feel like I'm standing here, but I feel like God's standing way over there. He used to be right here above me, but now he's somewhere over there. I don't know why God moves. I'm in the same spot, but yet God's over there. 
And we wonder this and we keep wondering what, what's going on. But in all reality, there's two options that we have. Okay? It's an arrow, not a box. My bad. There you go. Same thing, right? Is God in the same place? Absolutely. Because God never moves. The Bible says that he's the same forever, yesterday, today, and forever, right? He's the same. Meaning he cannot move because God's not a liar. Therefore, if he said it in his word, then it happens. There's no question to it. Let me explain quickly what happens. As we go through life, we deal with some different things. Sometimes we have these things that are called, let's call it, let's just start with this. Lies. Eh, It was a white lie. It was a little white lie. It comes in our life. Now all of a sudden, man starts dealing with these things. There's lies. And what happens to the enemy? What does he do to us when we start messing up? When we start having sin, how does he treat it? Does he put them down under here and say, oh, it's okay, you're above your sin. What does he do? What does he take? Have you ever heard the statement that he holds your sin over your head? So if he holds your sin over your head, explain to me how we can hear from God. Something's blocking it. Now, you may say, well, I don't have a lot of sin, but what about this? For those of you who can't read, that says TV. Television. We can find 30 minutes to watch a show, but can we find 30 minutes to study the Bible? And I understand this. I'm preaching to myself, too. I'm not saying TV's a bad thing. Sometimes it's a good relaxer. But it cannot take the place of this opportunity. Because here's what happened. God is still speaking but nothing's coming through. You may ask the question, well, it's not that, it's just I'm so busy. What about this one that's called life? Life gets in the way of God. Now understand this. So what happens here, remember, God explained life, gave it to man. God, still speaking, Because understand that he's the same yesterday, today, forever, right? He was speaking with Adam, right? So if he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, does that mean he speaks today? Absolutely. Absolutely. He is still speaking. So God is speaking, but yet all this stuff is coming in here. We've still got this thing called life. Now, because we can't hear from here, that's how we're getting how to live this life. Does that make sense? Now, let me, ask, let me help you to understand this. Because when we give God the opportunity, so we give, let me write that up there so that we can see how it all cycles together. Man gives to God, God gives back to man. It's a cycle. It just circles around, okay? Because that's how God sow and reap We understand the truth behind this. Now, we have life that's over here. We have all this other stuff that has just kind of created this 
ugliness in here, okay? So now, God's still in the same spot, man's still in the same spot, but we can't get life because we can't hear from God. So we've got this life that's giving back to this. Man gives, he's looking for something, right? He gives towards something. How many of you have spent a lot of money on a phone? How many of you have spent a lot of money on a phone bill? How many of you have spent a lot of money on an entertainment thing to try to make you? How many times have you spent money on the extracurricular activity that we were told not to do when we were kids? You know, all those things. So man, he's a natural giver. That's what he's naturally made to do. So remember this. I had this thought today. When the Bible says in Genesis 1, how is Adam created? It's from, it says from the dust of the earth, right? So basically, he was made of dirt. God created him. It says that he breathed in his nostrils and he, he, he was given life. So God brought life into his world. And when he brought life into his world, he was still dirt. Now, what is the deal with dirt? Dirt is simply this. You get nothing from dirt until you put something into dirt. Dirt always produces what is put inside of it. So what is produced inside of you. Whatever is put inside of you will always come out. Does that make sense? It was like brain blown earlier today with me. I was like, no way, God, this is cool. So now remember, so man is made of dirt. Man will always give back what it's produced, right? What it, what's put into it. So it's a giver automatically. Dirt always gives. No matter where you plant, you'll find dirt. You can put something in there. It will produce something whether that be a weed or whatever that may be, it will produce. So man is created from dirt, dirt's a giver, man's a giver. So we look here, so man is a giver. So they go here, they look, but all of a sudden you can't hear from God. So you bypass God, go to life. Well, all of a sudden you're getting your life from man. So man's giving his life advice and it becomes a circle like this. And all of a sudden you get on the crazy train and you don't know how you got there and you're doing these things like what is going on? It's simply because of this. See how ugly this is? It's just like messy. For those C personalities that are in here, you're like freaking out. Look at this picture. This one's a lot better. That's the way you want to look at it, those organized. Because here's the way that God created order. This is chaos. This is order. And this is what I'm trying to get across is that God has simply created life through the Holy Spirit. So if we can't hear from God, then we can't hear about life which means that we're trying to find the opportunity anywhere we can to get life. That's found in bars. That's found uh, out on the streets. That's found doing whatever you think you can to try to find life because we are givers. We give, but we're receiving from the wrong place. We're created to give to God. God is created to give back to us. God is still the same. And I will tell you this, there's nobody better in the world that you would want to find you at the absolute worst moment of your life than God himself. You say, no, I don't want God because he's perfect. Listen, God is perfect in love. God is perfect in forgiving. God is perfect in this thing we call grace, unmerited favor. The life that we choose to live changes forever when we honor God. Now, you're sitting there going, that's a lot of stuff. My mind's kind of reeling right now too. Let me give you some pointers on how to do this. Because a lot of times I think we go to sermons, we get this, 
It's a great idea. It's a great illustration. Now, how do I get from here to here? Very easy to get from here to here. What is it? The lies, the sin, the stuff that God holds. All of a sudden, it changes who we think we are. We try to hide from God. What did Adam do when he screwed up? He hid from God. God called out to him. Did God condemn him? At that moment, he asked him, what, where, you, where you been, buddy? Where have you been? That's when God comes in. He doesn't come to condemn. He comes to help, to lead, guide, and encourage. Look at the fruit of the Spirit. Not one of those things talks about destruction, death. Remember John 10, 10, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but yet I've come to give you life and life to the fullest. That's the truth of what it comes down to. I told you to turn to Luke chapter 15. Let me give you the idea of how to get back to that side. Luke chapter 15, we're gonna start in verse 11. This is called the parable of the lost son. In fact, Pastor talked about this a little bit on Sunday. So I'm gonna briefly read through it because those of you who were on Sunday, you'll remember Pastor talking about it, how in the Jewish culture, when you go back and study this, this guy working in the pig pens, not only do Jewish people not eat that stuff, they don't even deal with that because that is nasty stuff. But yet it shows something here. Sometimes we get in the nasty, ugly stuff in our life. And we have to realize it's that rock bottom moment where we gotta realize, man, there's something better out there. Let's start in verse 11. It says, Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of my estate. So he divided the property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth and wild living. After he'd spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country and he began to be in need. So he went, and hi- he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him into the fields to feed pigs. Now, let me, look, let me give you a little window into how the enemy works. Remember, that is the absolute worst and lowliest place that a Jewish man could go is to be around pigs. And not only did he have to be around them, he had to clean up their stuff and he had to feed them. That was his job. He was there to clean up and be in the junk. How's the enemy work in your life when you screw up? Try to convince you to do the absolute worst thing that you can do. Continue to go out in that route so that he can embarrass you, ridicule you, beat you down, make you feel like you're nobody. It's not the, that's not God. That is the enemy. So it's a great window in there. So he went out and hired himself out as a citizen of the country, and he was sent him to the fields to feed the pigs. Verse 16, he longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating. He longed to fill himself with trash, leftovers, the trash that the house didn't want to eat. But no one gave him anything. Verse 17 says this, when he came to his senses... He said, how many of my father's hired men have food to spare? Here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. Verse 19, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and he went on his way. As you continue on with it, he went on his way and it says, when the father saw him off far, he went running to him, crying, and weeping, 
and so excited, he embraced him. He said, kill the fatted calf. He said, give him my ring, give him my robe because my son has come home. Listen, how do you think he was being dealt with as he walked along the road? What do you think the enemy said to him? Oh my gosh, your dad's gonna be so mad at you. He's gonna beat you, he's gonna throw you out. He will never forgive you for what you've done. You wasted everything he ever gave you, you wasted it. Just shows you what you're like, you're like nothing, you're worthless. How did the father react to him when he saw his son? Tears of joy. My son has come home. My daughter has come home. Listen, what the enemy paints as who your father is, is an absolute lie. He is the father of lies. It's all he knows. But we have the father of love. That's who we know. Start with this. There's three points I wanna get right here. Three amazing points. Number one is this. Verse 17 says, but when he finally came to his senses, the first step, the first step to get back into this area right here, the first step to get away from this and get here is you have to come to your senses. I will tell you this, the first thing that a spirit, uh, the demons will do, and understand there are demons in this world, they mess with you, they make anything they can to destroy your life. Remember, they're out to the kill, steal, and destroy. So the first thing they do is they send the spirit of deception. The spirit of deception convinces you that what is good is bad and what is bad is good. That is their goal. They will change the way. You have to come to your senses to realize, whoa, I got some wrong thinking going on. I'm on the crazy train. And that's what it comes back down to. He came to his senses. So the first step you have to do is come to your senses. We can only say that, that when he finally admitted he needed to change. I know there's something better out there. Number two is this. We must admit our faults to our father. Listen to what he said in verse 18. It says, I will get up and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. Willing to humble himself to say, Father, I'm sorry for what I've done. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I screwed up. And number three, the final and third step is this. We must be willing to walk out whatever steps are set before us. Whatever steps that are set before us. Luke 15, 19 says, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Just treat me, or like the other scripture said, just make me like one of your hired hands. Now I want you to understand this, because when he says that make me like one of your hired hands, how do you think those hired hands would look at that, guy, that kid? He knew that if by going in there and admitting that, he would walk in and those hired hands, every time they looked at him, they would look and say, but you used to be his son. You used to sit over there and yet you're now cleaning this over here. You used to be able to do whatever you wanted. You used to be in charge of me, but now I'm in charge of you. You used to be good, but now look at you. He had to be willing to take out the steps to walk the field, to listen and rebuke the enemy and grow in who God created him to be. It, it comes down to this very simply. God created us for this. Man's to give to God, God's to give life to us. Man, life, give. We continue to work in this. Too many times we're getting our advice 
from man because we got this jumbled mess. It's time to shut that stuff off. Admit to God, come to my senses and realize this is me. This is where I'm at, but this is where I need to be. It's a choice that we make. And so very simply, it comes down to this. How do we get there? You admit, you admit you messed up. You admit it to your father and say, I'm sorry, forgive me. And the third, you walk the steps out that God lays before you. He was willing to do all those things and the way that God treated him in this illustration was he ran to him and gave him a hug. That's my son. That's what God wants to do with us. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.